0: Welcome to the all-new Changing Worldviews podcast with Sharon Hughes. Broadcast journalism you can trust to bring you the truth regarding the issues of our day and the worldviews behind them, politically, culturally, and religiously. For such a time as this.
1: Freeing the minds of the brainwashed masses.
0: Now, here's Sharon.
2: Well, hello again. It is summer and time for our Summer Classics. Last one was all about UFOs, the most listened to show we've ever done. And this episode, we're going to talk about IBM and the Holocaust. I thought, since it's one of the most popular shows we've ever done, with my guest Edwin Black author of numerous books, and also has experiential knowledge about this because of his parents having been part of the Holocaust. So I was thinking today about everything that's going on with AI, and we've reported on that. We've brought you some. There's more that's coming out, not just the wonders of what can be done with technology, but also some of the dangers. Well, back when Hitler was trying to take over the world, gathering up Jews because they were undesirables and leading them to concentration camps. How did he know where to find them? Well, believe it or not, machines that IBM created to be able to locate and find the Jews. Well, obviously, what's happening today in this surveillance state and everything that is on the horizon as regards to all this, it doesn't matter if it was IBM's computers or its AI-generated data gathering in the wrong hands. It, of course, can be dangerous. The Holocaust didn't start with gas chambers. It started, as one person put it, with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition. Yeah, Hitler did that. One party dividing citizens into us and them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. And there's a danger of that happening in our day. Evil always promotes itself as being good. And frankly, we don't want to wait until the evil has its way for us to look back in retrospect and say, Oh, that was bad. We want to be discerning and proactive to prevent, or at least not be personally duped by any kind of evil to gain control. And so to that end, one of our summer classics with Edwin Black on his book, IBM and the Holocaust. But first, Miles Weiss and Ted Pierce to help set the stage for the topic. lot to pay attention to, take heed, and let it be a part of helping us to see things as they really are today.
0: You're listening to Changing Worldviews with Sharon Hughes.
2: Holocaust Remembrance Day. Why do we remember the Holocaust every year on Changing Worldviews? Not to relive what happened, but to keep before us this atrocity so that it will never happen again. Miles Weiss joins me and our guest Ted Pierce for the first part of the show. And then at the end, we're going to play a clip of my interview with Edwin Black, author of IBM and the Holocaust. Very important piece of the puzzle of how the Holocaust of six million Jews, almost 11 million people total, including all the dissidents against Hitler's Nazi Germany. Being a watchman on the wall means remembering history too.
3: Calling out their names. Beautiful people taken from their home. Scattered people.
2: Well, Miles, thank you so much for being with us.
4: Hi, Sharon. It's always great to be with you.
2: Well, our guest today, Ted Pierce, he's a Christian musician having cut CDs with integrity records many of our listeners may be familiar with, and one in particular that was birthed out of the heart of Coach Bill McCartney to bring Christian churches and the Messianic community together in unity. And, you know, for those out there in our audience that may not be Christian and you've wondered and scratched your head, what is it about the Christians and the Jews that come together, particularly why the Christians are so pro- Israel, I think you're going to get an idea of what that's all about as you not only hear our words, but you hear the heart, particularly of our guest. Miles, what can you tell us about Ted?
4: Ted is a phenomenal musician and songwriter. Before he became a believer in Jesus, who we call Yeshua, he was voted the best rock and roll band in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, was very successful, and he's got six children, and a wonderful wife. They travel the world in ministry and music, and he is a good friend of mine.
2: And we know that music is not his only heartbeat, but Israel. We want to talk to him today about something that he's involved in. The March of Life, a memorial march, Miles, what's that all about?
4: Well, you know, we're living in an era of Holocaust denial coming out of Iran and scattered throughout the world. There is this idea that we can rewrite history and deny that six million Jews, as well as six million Christians and others, were murdered by Adolf Hitler. And Ted and a group of German pastors and leaders have come together to march the path from Tübingen, Germany, to Dachau, the concentration camp.
2: And let me just say it before we bring Ted on, is that in Germany, interestingly enough, it's against the law to be a Holocaust denier.
4: Isn't it just like God to take the ashes and the shame of Germany's history and out of that raise them up to be one of the foremost promoters and supporters of the state of Israel?
2: When we're done with this show today, I think that you will understand and join us in the thrill of what's going on. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this.
5: Samaritan's Purse has deployed to Lahaina, Hawaii, and this is where a brush fire came through and completely destroyed this community. There has been so much loss and so much destruction, but I've also heard stories of great survival and miracles, and this community will build back, but that's why Samaritan's Purse comes here to serve those that are in the ditches of the world. We
6: want them to know that Jesus has not forsaken them. So our volunteers are getting ready and want to work and serve the people here in this community, but I ask that you pray. We offer ourselves Lord, to be used by you. This and if you're interested, you go to SamaritansPurse.org and get involved and volunteer. Thank you. Alive Again, the breakthrough world-class aloe vera wellness drink with proven health benefits and life-changing testimonies to match.
5: I'm originally from Arlington, Texas, where I graduated to support All-American in track and football with the Oklahoma State University on a football scholarship before signing with the Ottawa Rough Riders in the CFL. And I went in and my doctor said, William, I'm, I'm, I'm really amazed your numbers are, are coming down. You know, what what are you doing? And then that's when I told him, I'm taking this alive again. He said, well, whatever you doing, keep doing it because like I said, if you keep doing this, then you're not going to have to take your blood pressure medicines and your cholesterol medicines, and that was that was huge for me.
6: Alive Again is vegan-friendly and gluten-free. Research suggests that the nutrients found in Alive Again may enhance energy, promote a healthier immune and cardiovascular system, stabilize cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar levels, improve sleep, memory, concentration, mood, and so much more. An easy way to get a healthy portion of your daily fruit requirements in a delicious, health enhancing nutritional delivery system.
2: And special for our Changing Worldviews listeners that if you would like to get alive again for a 20% discount, just go to apexhealth.life slash Sharon. 20% discount. Enter the code Sharon for this fantastic product.
0: You're listening to Sharon Hughes not afraid to say it like it is, even on the most controversial topics, bringing you the real story behind the news on the issues that matter most.
2: Well, welcome, Ted, to Changing Worldviews Talk Radio. We're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you
0: very much. I'm happy to be here.
2: So I understand that you used to really rock and uh, rock music, but there was a time when you were an avowed atheist.
5: Yeah, there was a time when that was my profession, was a musician I played in bars for for a living. been uh, a long time ago. Really, I was just on a search for the truth. I was sure that that I would be able to prove there was no God. And and the more I searched, the more I found that there are things that, that just can't be explained away with coincidence. And
2: you had a real encounter with the living God. It wasn't just a philosophy for you.
5: I was really looking for the truth. and When I found that God was the truth, I just uh, received it. I couldn't unsee it.
2: And so today, most of your music, if not all, is surrounded around Israel.
5: I try to present the music in a way that a Jewish person would understand it.
2: You are a musician, but you actually are in Germany for a very important event. Would you like to tell us what that is and why you're involved?
5: I got involved with a church last uh, May who, who also loves Israel. and They invited me to come play for a conference and, and that's how I met them. The new pastor asked me if I would make an announcement to their church. And the announcement was, he brought me outside, and he says, can you see that? And there was a pile of stones and and wood. And I said, yeah. And he said, that was a concentration camp. And he said, within two kilometers of this little church were eight concentration camps. And he asked if I'd ever heard of the Death March to Dachau. Well, of course I have. I, I remember seeing it in history books. And he said, it came from here. So on the anniversary of the Death March to Dachau, we are going to take the same walk announced this to our church. <laughs> so would it be okay if I invited some people to walk with them? And since then, I, I came back and I told my record label about this. And, and then I, I wrote a song uh, about the Holocaust and they put a video to it. And, and as I've been going around to churches and Messianic congregations, uh, I just have been inviting people. And now we've
4: got uh, somewhere between 700 and 1,000 people going on this walk.
2: We'll play Ted's song at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen.
4: You know, we love Ted, and we are just so caught up in the vision that he has for restoration for the Jewish people, and to be part of this German church's reconciliation with Israel, their support of the Jewish people, and to see them right the wrongs of history by spiritually trying to say, you know, what happened was awful and terrible, but let's do something right this time, and let's be supporters of the tiny nation of Israel. I want to be part of that.
2: Yes, and we're not just talking about a march so that you know there's publicity because we know a march in itself isn't going to do anything other than make a statement, but it goes far beyond that too. Well,
5: this this particular church has has already has a precedent for this. In 1993, the church did a prayer walk from Berlin to Moscow, where they just followed the path of Hitler's armies, asking people to forgive Germany. And you know, yes, it's not a victory march; it's a it's a walk of reconciliation and repentance. You know, we're not we're not going to declare anything or. Or get in anybody's face as much as we're just, we think that it's very important that with all the Holocaust denying going on in the world that that somebody stands. And so we're just going to take this walk in the memory of the horrible things that happen and as a way of just, you know, humbly saying that that we can't let it happen again.
2: Well, Ted, when we get back from our break, I want to talk about the anti-Semitism and the Holocaust denying that is going on right now in our day and age. But before we do that, why don't you give the information of how people can get involved? I think there's a link on your website. Give that information out now, would you?
5: Uh, we start in, in Tübingen, Germany, which is a suburb of Stuttgart. They have a website at marchoflife.org. Or you could always link for my website, TedPierce.com, which is p e a r c e. dot com. Okay, and, and got contact there. And
2: anyone can can go that wants to go. Is that correct?
5: Yes, we'd love for everyone to go. We've got Jewish people who are are, are are not Messianic. We've got Messianic Jews. We've got Christians. We've got Germans. We've got Israelis. We've got you know Dutch. Everyone's invited.
2: Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back.
5: And the mothers and fathers and
0: My name is Marsha. I'm from Long Beach, California. I heard about Aloe Apex and I was interested because I had had a problem with my leaky gut, migraines, and chronic arthritis in my lower back for many, many, many years. And I had tried everything just like everybody always says, and nothing, nothing helped. And I tried L.O. Apex thinking about my leaky gut issues only, but to my surprise, I started to notice that the nagging, aching, pulling pain that was in my lower back had really lightened up considerably. I hadn't realized at the time that it could actually help my arthritis, but I started noticing that and my joints and my legs and my knees feel so much better, and I can actually walk again. Thank you so much. I finally found something that works and I am so very grateful to Apex Health.
2: And Apex Health has offered our listeners a special. If you go to apexhealth.live forward slash Sharon, you can order your first bottle or bottles of Pets at a special introductory price of twenty nine ninety five each. That's a $10 saving off the regular price. Just click on order now and use the promo code Sharon Special or call Again, 833-334-5433
1: We have a very special offer that goes along with what we're talking about today. A book by Avi Lipkin, a former Israeli soldier and senior editor of the government press. Islamic Threat Update Number 1 Which covers important topics such as the ticking time bomb in Saudi Arabia, Islamic cyber attacks, Hispanics converting to Islam, the Iranian nuclear threat, and more. Direct from Jerusalem, Avi is someone who is thoroughly researched and is not afraid to tell it like it is. You can order your copy today for a donation of $15 by credit card on our website, or by check, we'll give our contact information again later on in the show.
2: Thank you, everyone, for staying with us. If you're just tuning in, Miles Weiss is with me today, and we're talking with Ted Pierce, Christian musician who is very much involved in something called the March of Life, a memorial march that has to do with what happened in Germany. Miles, I am still in shock that somebody such as a president of Iran could be so bold in his declarations of wiping Israel off the map, of holding conferences for the purpose of proof to me that the Holocaust happened, that kind of in-your-face attitude. And I'm concerned that the United Nations and even people here in the West... Just don't think it's any big deal at all. Ted, every day, radical leftists are posing as professors here in the United States. On our universities, our college campuses, they're filling classrooms with hate-filled anti-American rants, but also anti-Israel mentalities and attitudes. There are something called peace study courses that glorify terrorists as freedom fighters, and they deride America as the great Satan here, right here in America.
5: This this German church... Uh, they really got a historical uh, perspective that we don't have in America. Mm -hmm. And and they really believe that the reason the Nazis succeeded was because Christians were silent. And that's why they feel like right now at this time they can't be silent. And really, you know, even Esther was tempted with silence because she was afraid for her own skin Mm -hmm. in the the biblical story of, of Purim. And so really... I think this is this is sort of a rallying call, just for people not to be silent anymore. It's a, you know it's amazing enough that a job thinks he can say these things, but what's more amazing to me is that there doesn't seem to be any response.
2: It is amazing, but you know, just like Queen Esther, for such a time as this, and it's time for those of us that understand the time in which we live to rise up and not to be silent. I appreciate all the efforts that are going towards that. One of the organizations, one of the people that we endorse is David Horowitz at Front Page Mag, and he's come out with several efforts to be this counter voice of what's going on. This feels like German uh, Nazi. Yeah, and,
4: and this is
5: their focus every day when they wake up, how to destroy America.
4: You know, I've heard it said by people like Waleed Shogh terrorist turned believer in Jesus and, and lover of the Jews I've heard him say things like the Ministry of Disinformation from Adolf Hitler's regime was correct when they said if you tell a big lie long enough people will believe it and that is what's been pressing against the consciousness of America for so long now is this lie about who is who and what is what it's almost as if we're living in the days that Isaiah prophesied saying they will call good evil and evil good yeah and you know I remember seeing
5: Schindler's List when it came out, but I've got a 10-year-old daughter who, who didn't know what the Holocaust was. I was really surprised that in my own house that, you know, my own children wouldn't know what it is. So it's the kind of thing you have to keep reminding people or they forget. And if we don't learn the lessons of the past, of course, we're condemned to repeat them.
2: Yeah, they're not teaching it in the schools. That's no. why she didn't know. We as parents have to make sure that correct history is being taught.
4: Exactly right. My sons are coming from a Jewish home. They're always bringing me reports home about what is being taught regarding the Holocaust. And it, if we don't do the education it's not going to happen.
2: You know, Miles, in Europe, there are many who are concerned about what's happening to their nation. I think they're finally waking up to the frightening expansion of radical Islam in their own backyards. Now, what do you want to say about that?
4: I think we're being strangled by political correctness. And we see the same problem in America and, and in Israel. Political correctness is keeping us from having a political will to do what's right for our own people, for our own national interests.
2: Ted what do you see happening with this march? Do you see it as being received from the media, from the governments? In
5: Germany, they've had to deal with anti-Semitism in the open for a while now. So Germany is, is a sort of a unique situation. They actually have a law on the books in Germany that you could get up to three years for denying the Holocaust. And Angela Merkel, her father was a pastor so she's you know she's open to uh, Christian themes. I don't think there's going to be anything but peaceful on this walk. I actually think the the government of Germany probably appreciates something like this. Germans feel a lot of shame about the past. So this is a way for Germans to throw off the shame by saying, you know, we'll stand now. So I'm not expecting any problems there. But, you know, when you're dealing with these sort of themes, I don't know any Christians who who say, you know, I want to kill a Muslim because they said something bad about Jesus. But the reciprocal isn't always there. So there's no telling what's going to happen. I I think it it could polarize people, but still a statement that has to be made. And, you know, we're trying to find the the most peaceful, non-violent, a non-threatening way of just saying, we can't let the craziness go on. And there, there was a Holocaust
4: and we can't let it happen again. Along those lines, if you could encapsulate in words what you so eloquently put in your music, what would you say regarding the past, the present, the future, especially regarding Israel? There is always hope. If you search for the truth, you will find it. And, and, the,
5: and the truth, even when it's painful, is what's going to set you free. And these, these Germans have found freedom by just confessing what was wrong to be sin and, and by not being silent. It's beautiful what's going on at this church, and it's given me hope for the future because I- I've seen how people's lives can be redeemed just by coming to the truth. I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better mm-hmm. because we have allowed it to go on. You know, We talk about Islam coming to our shores. and don't know what to do about it. Well, that happened because it was happening in Israel, and no one wanted to help. That's right. you know? And so we we sort of asked for it. you know, you got to stand up to it before it's going to stop, and-, and I don't really see any will yet for standing up to it. But I believe that world history shows that crazy people do usually take care of themselves. And uh, so it's just a matter of persevering.
2: Oftentimes, though, it's not until there's a lot of innocent people that suffer as a result of these crazy people. How many
5: millions died in in Europe before finally did, you know, stand up to Hitler. And and, and unfortunately, we've got, you know, Hitler was just one country. And uh, now we've got an entire region.
4: That is the threat. So it's uh, it's not going to be easy. Ted, I'm so grateful that you've given yourself being a voice in our generation on behalf of the Jewish people and the future of the future of the world. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Ted, for being on the show. I look forward to following what happens with the March of Life. Visit marchoflife.org. And, Miles, I look forward to hearing the report from you. Thanks, Ted, for being with us.
5: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Okay, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, my interview with Edwin Black, author of IBM and the Holocaust, it's riveting.
6: You're listening to Changing World Views with your host, Sharon Hughes, getting to the heart of the issues and the worldviews behind them. If you want to know more, check out our website at changingworldviews.com. And while there, sign up for our free newsletter, Operation Healer Patriots is a marriage retreat for wounded veterans and their spouses. These families, I believe, uh, they
0: have
5: paid a great price, they have sacrificed so much for our country. This is just a little thing that we can do uh, to invest into them.
0: Oftentimes veterans go off to combat, they're deployed, and their marriages suffer. They come back very different. So we come here to Alaska uh, and give them a mountaintop experience. We give them the opportunity to go fishing, hiking, bear viewing. Being able to disconnect from everything, have some quality time with my wife
6: um, is amazing. Many of the couples that come through here are feeling like this is their last chance.
0: And we want to show them that Christ is the solution to the problem. And give them some tools and help them with their marriages. Uh, All the classes, all their marriage enrichment is centered on the gospel. Uh, If they have a foundation on Christ, it can't be shaken.
1: This week has meant everything to Sean and I. We uh, didn't know what to expect. I say this trip saved us. So it's everything. Because that means our kids to keep mom and dad, right? So thank you.
2: Operation Heal Our Patriots is the ministry of Samaritan's Purse. You can support them by going to samaritanspurse.org.
0: You're listening to Changing World Views with Sharon Hughes. When Hitler
6: came to power in 1933... His goal was to dismantle and destroy the Jewish community. This was an enterprise so fast that it required the resources of a computer. But in 1933, there was no computer. What there was was the IBM punch card system, which controlled and stored information based upon the holes that were punched in various rows and columns naturally there was no off-the-shelf software as there is today each application was custom designed and engineer had to personally configure it millions of people of all religions and nationalities and characteristics went through the concentration camp system that's an extraordinary traffic management program that required an IBM system in every railroad direction an IBM system in every concentration camp. Now, this is a typical prisoner card. There are little boxes where all the information is to be punched in. We compare this information to the code sheet for concentration camps. And here you see Auschwitz is one, Buchenwald two, Dachau is three. Now, what kinds of prisoners were they? They could be a Jehovah's Witness for two, a homosexual for three... Communist for six or a Jew would be eight. Now what was their status? One was released, two was transferred, four was executed, five was suicide, and six. Code six. Zander behandlung, special treatment meant the gas chamber or sometimes a bullet. They would punch that number in, the material was tabulated, the machines were set, and of course the punch cards by the millions had to be printed and they were printed exclusively by IBM and the profits were recovered just after the war. IBM would of course say that it had no control over its German subsidiary but here on October 9th of 1941 a letter is being written directly to Thomas J. Watson with all sorts of detail about the activities of the uh, German subsidiary. None of these machines were uh, sold, they were all leased by IBM, and they had to be serviced on-site once a month, even if that was at a concentration camp such as Dachau Buchenwald. This is a typical uh, contract with IBM and the Third Reich, which was instituted in in 1942. It's not with the Dutch subsidiary, it's not with the German subsidiary, it is with the IBM Corporation in New York.
2: It is actual. And Edwin, thank you so much for all that you're doing. The most important thing you want them to know.
6: Well, the most important thing I want them to know is that everyone is working with IBM directly or indirectly at every cash register just about in the country. We're working with mass murderers. They did it then. They can do it again. And if they will just take a cue from their clients and apologize, and come clean, we can all move on from there. But IBM will not do that. And one day, I think, the publicists and senior executives from IBM who are obstructing justice on this matter will be called before the criminal courts.
2: Well, Edwin, you are a a hero, a modern-day hero and a friend, and thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it.
1: Having me share.
2: Go to his website, edwinblack.com. There were thousands that were sent on death marches to concentration camps. That's what it was. They were on a march of death to concentration camps. There were more than 714,000 prisoners that were still detained in camps, and the camps were evacuated, and the order for them to go on this march was in the month of April.
3: Million people crying from the grave, invisible people calling out their name, beautiful people taken from their home. people schemed among themselves Everyday people who ignored the news Oh, indifferent people sitting in the pew
2: Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, there have always been evil men. There have always been those that want to rule the world. There have always been those that are willing to kill out of prejudice or for power or for money or whatever. And the only thing for evil to prosper is for good men and women to do nothing. So in the day in which we live, use your voice. Speak out. You have a voice. Be a light that helps others to see the truth right where you live. And until I see you on the next episode, this is Sharon Hughes, saying it like it is.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Changing Worldviews. You can follow Sharon on social media or listen to her on many online platforms. Just go to our website, changingworldviews.com, for all the links. And until next time, stay informed, stay alert, because we are, indeed, living in a changing world.